Is it Sunday yet? Grey Cup weekend is here, and today we spoke with Winnipeg Mayor Scott Gillingham about the bet that he has with Toronto's mayor, but we also learned a potentially awkward family secret about the mayor. We say that tongue-in-cheek, by the way. Wade Miller, president and CEO of the Winnipeg Football Club, was on site in Regina with Greg this morning and got a couple of shots in. Manitoba is considering a permanent time change, but they'd be sticking with daylight saving time as opposed to standard, and sleep experts say that's the wrong move. And with so many people gathering this weekend to watch the Grey Cup, what kind of stuff do you like to get together and watch with others? I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. And this is the Friday, November 18th podcast for The Start. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Lots of ground to cover right out of the gates because we've got something huge and important happening today on 680 CJOB. But before that, of course, Grey Cup weekend. Greg Mackling's in Regina. And Greg, uh, I'm curious to know, like, at what point do you sort of, do you get antsy to like that, let's get on with it kind of feeling? I'm not quite there yet because uh, the Winnipeg fans are just starting to make their appearance, Brett. So I think I need one day of just uh, everybody to get here and settle in and say hi to everyone, have a couple drinks, have a couple beverages, party at Touchdown Manitoba this afternoon. And then I think tomorrow will be uh, one of those, let's just get down to business situations and let's get on with the game. But I, I know a lot of people are here for a big party. Uh-huh. And uh, Regina's and, ready, let me tell you. And did Party Greg come out last night? <laughs> a, a, a tiny, tiny bit. A oh. tiny bit. Yeah, I, I, I didn't Quarter go in party with Greg. both feet. Yeah, I Quarter went chicken. in. Uh, I went in. <laughs> nope, just went in with one foot. It was things at Ryderville were busy, uh, but it was all green people. And so I found three blue and gold uh, fans, and we'll bring that conversation and their very incredible uh, journey to get here and, and their friendship, et cetera. Two of the three people, I'll, just, I'll set it up this way. Two of the three people that I spoke to last night wearing blue and gold are from California. Are, they, are you going to be, be best friends with them too? No, I don't think so. Wait a minute, but... wasn't Scotty from California? It's like a different uh-uh. group from California. Oh, he's yes, so best friends indeed. with him, Brad. They're probably coming home with him this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> also, and of that... course, the only and of course the only guy from Winnipeg works with my wife. So, oh, geez, yeah, I can't, I, I, I can't get into trouble anywhere. And you said that's to... what I say. Who can go anywhere, anywhere in this world? You always run into someone you know mm-hmm. without getting. With, you can't do things wrong. Someone's gonna find you. <laughs> and you sent, by the way, a video of the Ryderville. That must that yes. looked like the saddest party. There were two people <laughs> dancing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You know what? It wasn't. It, it, well, yeah, they, they, they're that that hall is huge. It's the size of a football field. Yeah. And uh, that was fairly early in the night. That was around uh, seven, seven thirty, eight o'clock last night. So in all fairness, you know, the uh, the, the, the the dancing shoes maybe hadn't necessarily been broken out yet. So all right. Fair. Not enough liquid courage to that point. Fair enough. So much to discuss this morning on the Grey Cup at 7.05. Loren, we're going to talk to the the mayor has made a bet. Yeah, he's made a bet with the mayor of Toronto. So we're going to hear what's involved with that and hear what he's got planned for his road trip because we know many people are still making those plans. We're, of course, going to talk about the CFL Wards. Four Blue Bomber names called last night to win. And, of course, we've got a lot to brag about, but nothing's more important than that Sunday game. And, uh, Brett, for you, we're going to talk a bit about... Grey Cup parties or other types of parties we like to watch together? Yeah, that's right, because we've still got Winnipeg Jets tickets to give away for Monday's game. So at 6.45, we'll get into how you can win those. But yeah, because a lot of people are going to be gathering this weekend to watch the Grey Cup. So we'll just have a chat about watch parties. What do you like to get together to watch with people? and Or do you even like watch parties? I know some people who like don't want to be with anybody. They want to mm-hmm. sit and watch it by themselves. Leave me alone. Um, I, I think you're one of the, you kind of like that sometimes, aren't you, Greg? 
Yeah, even if there's a big group, I'll find a, a TV somewhere off in the corner where I can just sort of rock back and forth or stand and pace <laughs> and watch the game. So I, I, I think it was two years ago I invited James Murphy over to the house to, to watch the Grey Cup, and he just looked at me he says, Greg, I like you a lot, but I can't watch a game with anybody else. I sit and watch every single game by myself. I can't handle being in a group to watch a game. So I get that. I know That's there fair. are lots of people like that. Yep. All right. So we'll get into that at 645. And of course, today, huge day on 680 CJOB, the 2022 Radiothon of Hope and Healing presented by Vicar Automotive Group is back for St. Boniface Hospital Foundation, Mr. Mackling. And I know this is uh, this is an organization that's an institution that is deeply personal for you. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time, almost a decade associated with the foundation. But of course, my relationship, I always say, started July 30th, 2006, the day my boys were born. They they immediately found themselves in the NICU. They spent the first month of their life in the NICU, as they call it. And I'm forever grateful for the care that they received in the NICU and the nurses and the doctors and all the support staff. And so uh, St. Boniface Hospital and the foundation, the work they do to, to make uh, good health care better, better health care best is, is uh, very special to me, Brett. All right, so the Radiothon officially kicks off at 9 a.m., goes until 6 p.m. on 680 CJOB, as well as on Peggy at 99.1 and Power 97 from noon until 6. And it's back live in person at St. Boniface Hospital in the Bueller Gallery. So starting at uh, 10 o'clock, CJOB will be on location. Um, because typically Greg would be the one going down there, but uh, I don't I don't know that you can make it back to the hospital <laughs> by 9 o'clock, given your current location, so... Well, I was uh, I was lobbying for a way to get back to Winnipeg so I could be at the Jets game last night. I probably should have thought this out. I could have gone to the Jets game last night, done the the radiothon this morning, and then got my backside back back to Regina in time for a touchdown Manitoba this afternoon. It could have been done. I feel as though I've failed you all. The website, by the way, to make a donation, BeALifeline.ca. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb as we listen to another M, the mighty, mighty boss tones. At least twice a year, almost every year, there are often days of conversations days. around the time change, Loretta. Yes. Do you want it? Do you want to get rid of it? Which time would you choose? Like day later standard? And when will the government do something about it? And I think at least once a year or more for the past couple of years, one of our listeners sends us a bill that allegedly came before the legislature proposing to do with the way with the clocks going forward or back because politicians have talked about this often. There was or is a private member's bill that has tried to make headway. And now Manitoba says it will do something about it or <laughs> rather it will do something about it if the United States does something about it. Here's Manitoba Minister for Municipal Relations, Eileen Clark. Well, definitely uh, the other provinces are looking at it as well, but the U.S. Is, the, is kind of the main denominator here. We do want to align with them because of our trade corridors and the transportation and everything. So um, the U.S. is probably the big indicator that all of our provinces that are looking at it right now, that will be the determining factor. So the idea here is that this bill that they introduced yesterday would halt spring and fall time changes, but Manitoba is watching the United States to see if they will make the switch to permanent daylight saving time first. That would mean we would stay on the clock we use from March to November year-round. Diana McMillan of the University of Manitoba says, good Sort of. We are probably in pretty good agreement uh, across the uh, political spectrum, and I would say that definitely within the sleep research and clinical community, that we should um, stick to one time. What's more controversial is moving to uh, daylight saving time as our permanent time. So we just had several sleep experts weigh in on this last week. They too agreed that daylight saving time was not necessarily the place to go. Diana McMillan, sleep expert, shared her thoughts. If we move to a permanent um, daylight saving time as our as our permanent time year round, that would mean that at this time of the year, it's going to be really quite dark in the morning. And so there are, are there are risks uh, in terms of, you know, having uh, a darker drive um, to work 
or a, a darker walk to school for our kids. Um, and it also isn't in as um, good alignment with our circadian rhythm. So by that I mean, you know, we're going to have to get up and go to work and go to school um, for a larger portion of the year when we don't have that light um, to help sort of kick in our um, coordinated rhythm. And so we, we may be what we call out of phase a bit or a bit more than we would. Now, the trick is, is that most of the research that's been done has been on this comparison or this shift between standard time and daylight saving. And so, you know, there isn't as much available research to really be definitive in terms of one, um, one thing better than the other. But I think locking in at standard time is a non-starter for most folks. Yeah? Yeah, that I think that's what we, we would assume. But I don't know. If you have a ton of sleep experts come out and say, your body would be better off if you stuck with standard time versus daylight, shouldn't we listen to them? Well, then, uh, like I said, I think it's a non-starter for the, the public based on uh, giving up those uh, late uh, evenings in terms of daylight in the evening and the sun to come up at 3.30 in the morning in the so summer. So just keep switching back and forth till the end of time? <laughs> I guess so. Question uh, of the day at cjlb.com Mackling. for Mr. Furnace. Party Don't call Mackling. them first. You'll see why. Call Mr. Night. Furnace at 204-832-6243. Province is looking at a new bill, which would allow Manitoba to adopt permanent daylight saving time. Are you for it? 71% say yes, it's about time. And 29% say no, this debate ticks me off, as in TikTok. <laughs> LOL, Julie Buckingham with some clever wordplay on the question of the day. Uh, or maybe Sky wrote that. We'll have to double check that. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. A reminder that today is the St. Boniface Foundation Hope and Healing Radiothon presented by the Vicar Automotive Group. So we will speak with Larry Vicar and the head of the St. Boniface Hospital Foundation at 735. And if you'd like to donate, you can go to our website, cjob.com, to find a link or go to bealifeline.ca or you can call 204-237-7647 and we will hear all kinds of Wonderful stories throughout the day uh, to help urge you to make a donation. But in the meantime, last night, as the Blue Bombers were cleaning up at the CFL Awards, going four for four with Dalton Schoen, Stanley Bryant, Michael Shea, and Zach Caleros winning in their respective categories, Greg Mackling in Regina went into the belly of the beast known as Ryderville. We are in deep, deep green territory oh, here. Oh, and I've, and I've heard a lot about the Riders versus the Bombers. Uh, but I have to say, the reason why I came out is because I was told that it is a great experience. And so when I witnessed it for the first time in Calgary in 2019, I said that this is the best sporting event in the whole world because of the fans. The fans come out regardless if they win or they're part of the Grey Cup. They each support their team full of pride and such great aminosity towards everybody. It is fantastic. So Ryderville is this giant social. The social hall is the size of a football field, and that is the voice of Daisy McCallum. Daisy is from San Jose, California, and is attending her second Grey Cup, thanks to Winnipegger living in Northern California, Jay Diamond, along with his longtime friend Winnipegger living in Winnipeg, Martin Schaff. Jay and Martin, how long have you guys been coming to Grey Cup together? This is our 10th Grey Cup. Not sequentially, but we've been to number, this is 10 for us. And Jay, you live now in San Francisco. I live in uh, Menlo Park, California, which is uh, near Stanford University, just okay. south of San Francisco. And how long ago did you leave Winnipeg? I left Winnipeg in 1990. And you know what they say, you can take the boy out of Winnipeg? You can't but take Winnipeg out of the boy. That's right. Okay, and I love that. That makes a lot of sense. He's from Winnipeg originally, but how did Daisy get dragged into the vortex, which is the Grey Cup and Blue Bomber fandom? Daisy, where did I introduce you to the Grey Cup? Well, we were curling, and he was my opponent. Daisy, how long had you been curling at the time? Well, I would say a few months. How did you get into curling? This is a sidetrack, but I need to know. 
it's an age-independent sport that I knew I was going to be good at. <laughs> age-independent. This is a new saying. I've not heard before. You've heard it now. You've heard it now. You've heard it now. There's only a few teen sports that are age-independent. So you can be like 90 and be amazing at it. I'm not sure how to feel about that, Martin. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking, thinking the same thing, Greg. Um, but, you know, I will say, she came to the Calgary Great Cup, and first time, like, she owned nothing bombers. So I said to Jay, I'm going to bring her a jersey. So I have a gold Mo Leggett jersey, and because I have the milt, and I and have... By the way, Martin had never met her I've until, met her. until he met her. So he trusts you a lot, Jay. Apparently. And so, apparently, we couldn't. We she put it on, and the, right there and then, she became a bomber fan. Also, I am the good luck charm because the bombers won every right? single <laughs> CFL game she's ever attended. The bombers have won. So this will be game number two. I'm hoping for the same thing. Okay, I wasn't going to ask for statistics. I, I like the way that's presented. Every single time. Every this single time. Exception. And I like facts. This is her second CFL game. Also happens to be the second great cup game she's attended. Now, we know plenty of Manitobans had to Regina for the Labor Day Classic, of course. The rivalry between Ryder fans and Blue Bomber fans is strong, to put it mildly. The word is that many Rough Rider fans will be cheering relentlessly for the Argos, essentially against the Bombers. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against that, Brett. Uh, Martin has his take on this. And Greg, great cup is far different from... Labor Day games when you're here as a Bomber fan. How so? Well, you when you are... Because um, you were here in 13. Oh, yeah. I was here in 13, um, and everyone is there to cheer on. I mean, we all buy packages and airfare and everything way before the teams are determined. In the end, it's great if your team is there, and we, dec- we decorate ourselves to another level, like what we are going to wear tomorrow night at Touchdown Manitoba is way over the top from what you're seeing right now. And every year we step it up. Every year we step. Every year we step it up, and every year we have more fun. Okay, so they have more fun, but there's a game on the line, Greg. And I know you don't like mm-hmm. to make predictions. We've asked Bob his predictions, DT, all the rest. What did they have to say? Well, with some information up front as a qualifier, uh, yep, they were prepared to do that. First of all is, how is Zach? Do we know? He said today he anticipates practicing tomorrow. Woohoo! Okay. So, Zach, he says he's ready to go. Zach plays 33-17. Daisy? Oh, I think it's going to be a close game by three points. Jay? I'm calling 97-3. to three. Oh, my God! <laughs> A complete wipeout, a it's complete It's a basketball song. score. It's a basketball <laughs> score. The last time these two teams played was 1950. It's the last time there was a shutout. Toronto beat Winnipeg 13 nothing, And that's just fact. That has nothing to do with what we're going to see on Sunday. But just had to get that out. players are still playing? Um, me, uh, only a couple. Rounding to the closest <laughs> one, roughly. Yeah, yeah zero. <laughs> complete zero. Enjoy your time. Oh, I will. I, I don't know. I feel awkward saying enjoy your time in Saskatchewan. That still feels like an oxymoron. It kind of does, but we've done it once. We can do it again. I got to say, I love my prairie brothers and sisters. I'm delighted to be in Regina. They throw a great party, and they are never happier than when they sell overpriced tickets to the Grey Cup to Blue Bomber fans. We'll leave it there. Thanks, friends. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That's great, Mackling. Good, Good job finding these people. I love it. They're the, never uh, happier they, than selling overpriced tickets to Winnipeg <laughs> Blue Bomber fans. Yeah, that's probably some high-priced uh, beer, but I don't think anybody cares about the price of anything right now. It's just going to be a heck of a time, a great party, and uh, thanks to uh, Martin, Jay, and Daisy for sharing their story with us last night. Uh, listening back on it, uh, perhaps we'd all been vibing maybe a little bit more than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was tired. <laughs> it was fun to listen to, and we're in the process of updating our question of the day for Mr. Furnace. Don't call them first; you'll see why. Call Mr. Furnace two zero four eight three two sixty two forty three. The question will be: How will the Bombers do on Sunday? So get ready to cast your vote at cjob.com. 
What do you like to get together and watch? Is it sports? Is it a television show? Maybe it's the Oscars. I don't know. And where do you like to do it? Maybe there's a, you know, for if it's a sporting event, maybe you like to go out. Or maybe you like to hang out with friends just at somebody's house. Or maybe you don't. Don't want to be a part of a watch party. Just leave me alone to watch this myself. 204-780-6868. Let's start with a sports guy, Cameron Poitras. Well, I'm a free agent for the Great Cup. Uh, I was going to watch it with the wife, uh, but she's uh, been called into work. Uh, so I'm a free agent. But uh, so anyways, uh, text the show, 204-780-6868. You want Cameron He's looking Poitras. for a party. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't want me to be. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, but no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out something to do. I mean, the Grey Cup, this is a big moment. This is, um, this is something that is, you know what, if we're being honest with ourselves, this opportunity for three in a row might never come again in any sort of sport, in anything, anything to do with Manitoba. Um, you know, like, oh my God, if the Jets ever had an opportunity, like it's almost impossible, but, um, this is, this is going to be really something special. So yeah, this is something like everybody's, I've had so many great memories at great cup parties and Super Bowl parties. I, I, I think that these are, you know, um, the gold medal game in Can- uh, in Vancouver back in 2010. Uh, that was really special, but I remember exactly who I was watching with my dad's friend, Joe, my grandpa, Roly, my uncle, Sam, and everybody it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. So um, th- these kinds of things, big sporting events, you got to watch with people. All right. Look at that. And Jeff Braun, what about you? What do you, what's your take on watch parties? Um, for Grey Cup and Super Bowl, I get together with a couple of my buddies, Jeff and Mark, and you, um, we take turns hosting stuff. And this year I'm, I'm hosting the Grey Cup bash on Sunday. Is it a bash? If it's only three people, I suppose <laughs> not, but, uh, we'll have some wings and pizza and beer and uh, chips and dip and the whole nine yards and we'll stuff ourselves silly and enjoy the game. That sounds good. Forte, what about you? You see, I'm not a big watching party guy just because when it comes to sports, I'm all right with it because I'm not a sports guy. So I mainly just go for the pumpernickel bread and the spinach dip. And and nobody goes for the pumpernickel bread. I love pumpernickel bread. I love it. So disappointing. Oh, my God. I've never heard anyone call it pumpernickel bread either. I always hear pumpernickel. (laughs) Quiet down, Bron. Quiet down. But I don't like watch parties that much because, like, I never, ever actually watch what is on the TV. Like, I end up having a conversation, a few drinks, all of a sudden you're at the other end of the room, you're talking about whatever. I just, I, I don't pay attention. It's, it, it becomes disaster. That's fair. Greg Mackling, what about you? Is Mackling there? He's supposed to be. Okay, well. Hello, I'm here. Oh, oh there hello, you go. Hello. Hi there. Uh, I guess the best one was back in May of 2018 at uh, now Canada Life Center, uh, watching the Jets beat the Predators in Game 7 of the playoffs to go to the Western Conference Final. Uh, But the first one I ever went to was Donnie Lalonde versus Sugar Ray Leonard back in uh, November of 88. I went to the Winnipeg Arena. Yes, I went by myself. I'd never been to a boxing match of any sort, let alone on, uh, what did they call it at the time? Closed circuit television. So they had four screens set up. There was about seven, 8,000 people. Of course, the Golden Boy lost to Sugar Ray Leonard, but Cam sort of touched on it. It was uh, one of those great moments in Winnipeg sports history uh, to have a Winnipeg boy going up against one of the greatest boxers of all time. And there was no way I was missing that. It was, it was a, a sort of a special experience. And a few days later, was at the airport to welcome Donnie Lalonde home. It was a pretty cool time in Winnipeg. The golden boy. Look at that. And what about you, Loren? Oh, so many things. So first of all, I love the red carpet walk pre-Oscar Emmy or Grammy show, right? I get my judging boots on and examine their $20,000 Oscar de la whatever dresses with glee or disdain. And lately, I kind of... I get mean about just even some of the questions that get asked because it's like when you watch repeated sport events, it's like, is that really what we're asking? I get that everyone has a job to do, but your shoes, tell us about your shoes. Like nobody wants to really talk about that. So I enjoy that. Um, I don't even care what happens with the award ceremonies at all. When it comes to sports, Grey Cup, I love getting together. I like getting together with food. And if we're successful, it's super fun. But like to everyone's point, it can be annoying if you're trying to watch that game. And at the other hand, you have that torn feeling because if you are successful, you do want to have that celebration together. And on the opposite end, Super Bowl's actually more fun because I don't give a rat's you know what what happens in that game any year, every year. And so I really do just get to enjoy the food in the halftime show. <laughs> and you know what? I'm just remembering uh, World Cup is just around the corner. And mm-hmm. and uh, the Kings said uh, they're, op- they're going to be open at 6 a.m. on Monday for the England match. 
So that's a good place. Oh, uh, if I'm, you want. I'm, yes. I'm going to be there on Wednesday, Canada, Belgium. I'm going to be there big time. McGarry, you better be there. Is that too. one o'clock, Poitras? One o'clock. You got it. Okay. I bought right a Belgium the flag the last there. World Cup just to get on that Don't train for start. some reason. Those I guys are a bunch of, listen, the Belgians Belgium. are a bunch of chokers. They're going down. Uh, <laughs> see, like half my, my, half my husband's family is from Belgium. So then I just, you know, when you're trying to pick a, like, there was no Canada this year for then. And I didn't want to do England or anything seemed boring. So I went with Belgium, but it didn't work for me in the end yeah. at all. Okay, well, that's a good match because, uh, you know, I would, I'd be happy to cheer for either of them. I like both. I like Belgian beer, but it's an English pub, so what the heck? So one, let us one know. draw, call it. <laughs> 204. Take it, 1-1 one, one draw. Oh, so much drama. 1-1 draw. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. A reminder that today is a special day on 680 CJOB. The 2022 St. Boniface Hospital Foundation... Radiothon of Hope and Healing, presented by the Vicar Automotive Group. And we will get that started with a bit of a preview at 7.35. But in the meantime, there are many traditions when it comes to the Grey Cup. The gatherings, the parties, the awards, and yes, the bet between the two rival mayors. So, of course, in this case, Brett, we have the mayor of Toronto and the mayor of Winnipeg. And we want to find out what's on the line. For more, we're joined by Mayor Scott Gillingham. Good morning. Good morning. But so before we get to the bet, are you on the road yet? What's your weekend look like? No, I've got uh, events today, events in Winnipeg tomorrow, including the Santa Claus Parade at 3 o'clock tomorrow. hope everybody can join us uh, along Portage Avenue. And uh, the plan is to leave early, early Sunday morning and head to Regina and get there in time for the game. Oh my word! That I, you know, I know you're not alone in that, Mary Gillingham. I know uh, one couple that is doing the same thing, and they couldn't find a hotel room, so they're actually driving back to Musamin after the game because that's as close as they could find a hotel room. So they're going to drive a couple hours after the game. So we we'll look forward to seeing you here. Well, what are you proposing with Mayor John Tory? Should the Blue Bombers beat? the Argonauts, and how much arm-twisting did it take for him to even make a bet with you? Well, Mayor Tory, uh, his office and my office went back and forth. We've agreed that um, the way it will go is the mayor of the losing team uh, has to raise the winning team's flag at their city hall. And so uh, I told, uh, kindly told uh, Mayor Tory this morning, just in fun, that I'll make sure we have a brand-new city Winnipeg flag ready to be couriered to Toronto. Um <laughs> And then we're going to, we've each agreed to make uh, donations to uh, charities in one another's cities, uh, in our own city, and then, and then the winning, um, uh, the losing mayor, pardon me, will make a, an additional donation uh, to um, the winning team city. I, I'll be donating to Manitoba Harvest. And then, of course, there's bragging rights, which, of course, at the end of the day is, uh, is the, big, the big part of the friendly wager. How are these deals reached? Like, you, do you just have a, a chat with the other mayor, or do you have like a Grey Cup Executive Policy Council uh, to to come up? With? Like, who comes up with what? Yes, just, there is no Grey Cup Executive Policy Council, but that's not a not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Um, no, this is just discussion uh, between uh, mayor staff and uh, most mostly. And there's a lot of chuckling. I know we had a lot of uh, good laughs in, in my office about uh, what could possibly be, and we thought this was a, a good and friendly wager. Okay, so... This is kind of a unique situation. Sorry, Lorena, I just want to jump in because this is a unique situation here. John Tory, the mayor of Toronto, some people may not realize, was the commissioner of the Canadian yes. Football League from 1996 to the year 2000. Well, we're, and, and, and rightly so, he and, and I as well, of course, I never served in that role, but we're very proud of the CFL game. Uh, we're proud of uh, the teams in the CFL. And, you know, we're heading to a Grey Cup in Regina, and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the people of Saskatchewan, always put on a great event. There's no doubt about that. So really looking forward to this championship. It's interesting to me because, you know, the other mayors before you have had to wait, even in your predecessor's case, you know, five years before they got to a Grey Cup. How many days on the job and you already get to go to something like this? Are we even two weeks from swearing in, Mr. Mayor? Just two weeks, Loren. Yeah, just two weeks. So this is, uh, this is, this is fantastic, of course. You're right, because some wait a long, long time. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I did say that, uh, you know, Mayor Bowman, I had the had the privilege of uh, being mayor for two Winnipeg Blue Bomber Grey Cups, so I'm uh, I'm really you know um, 
excited about Sunday and, and looking forward to continuing the tradition for Winnipeg Mayors right now. Uh, looking for a third Grey Cup win in a row for our Bombers. Oh, I think maybe pressure's we should go on, for- Mayor Gillingham. You yeah. better come through here, or there's going to be some problems. You know. If, yeah, it, the, the, there's a lot on the line. If um, it has to go our way on Sunday, or Bowman will never let me hear the end of it. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to have that continue behind your back. Okay, so there's fun to be had, and I'm always trying to have fun, but I'm also sometimes known as Captain No Fun. So I just quickly want to turn to this question, Mr. Mayor, because another story we're working on this week, and we've heard this in private and public sectors, is staffing shortages. And so this morning I'm seeing the pool at Cindy Clausen facility will stay closed until the spring, in part because of staff. What can you tell us about shortages overall within City Hall and with your city staffing departments? Because we know you're not immune to it. You're right, we're not immune to it. I mean, uh, cities across the country, we are, are facing similar challenges. Um, I, you know, I think, bear in mind, the, the last couple of years of the pandemic has really uh, done a number in, you know, in, um, in, uh, in, in, in training lifeguards. Because pools were shut down, the training program for lifeguards also was put on hold. And I think what that's done is that has really impacted the training cycle for lifeguards. It's something I flagged during my campaign, and I certainly want to work, work with the department for solutions. Um, and I, I said specifically looking at the possibility of getting, you know, new newcomers to Winnipeg involved in, in training and lifeguarding and working in recreation services. Well, Mayor, Mayor Gillingham, I, I've yes, got a sorry, disturbing I, text message. Yes, I wanted to get to this. Sorry. Here. Uh, it, it, is this accurate? Is your wife a Saskatchewan Rough Rider fan? Oh, now you're getting me in trouble. Um, so, <laughs> what matters is this Sunday, she is a Bomber fan. No, Mar- Mar- Marla's from Saskatoon, and, and we have a – it's a healthy tension within the marriage, Brett. Um, that, uh, but she'll, she'll, she'll always cheer for the Bombers, uh, to be honest, except uh, she, you know, on, on Labor Day and in Banjo Bowl, her, her, she struggles with her loyalties. But nonetheless, she, she's, uh, she's from Saskatchewan and proud of it. I, I think this should have been a little bit more prominent of a campaign issue. Myself, we we kept that quiet during the campaign for good reason. <laughs> yeah, good move. <laughs> Mayor great. Scott Gillingham joining us live on 680 CJOB. Mr. Mayor, thank you for the time. Go Bombers, go! It's Mackling, McGarry, McNabb, John Shannon with the Friday Jets commentary coming up at 7.54. And look, we're all excited about the great Cobb, but maybe you're not. Maybe you don't give a rip about sports. Maybe you'd rather watch a movie. Well, normally on Fridays at 7.35, the couch potatoes assemble to tell you what's new at the movies. We'll just kind of quickly do that here because there are six, six Ooh. new movies this weekend to pick from. How many streaming services do I need to watch them? 19? <laughs> three, well, three of them are on streaming, and they're all on different streamers, but there of are course. also three on the big screen. But let's start with the ones that are at home. Uh, be- this movie, well, here, I'll just press play. Hi, I'm Will Ferrell. Oh, this, this sucks. Hold on just a second. What, what's wrong, Ryan? Do you have any idea what it's like to be in a Will Ferrell Christmas movie that's not Elf? Well, yes. I was there when we shot it. So, they, Ryan, uh, there you go. Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds are in a Christmas movie together called Spirited. And it's a comedy musical adaptation of A Christmas Carol. But you need Apple TV Plus. Do you have that one, Loren? I think so. I don't know anymore. I honestly (laughs) don't. I think so. Yes. Okay. Mackling. Wait, the Plus is different than just regular Apple TV? Well, like if you... Apple TV Plus is the streaming service. So if you have the Apple TV box... Yeah, that's what I got. I don't know if you get the... I don't know uh, how that works. All right. <laughs> Mackling, do you have the Apple TV Plus? Yeah, I had to because Ted Lasso, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, of course I have it. And I think you obviously have it as well, McNabb, because I think you've watched yeah, the Lasso Yeah, I think well. I did one of those things, though, you know, where you get it for like a month just to watch the show or a week and you power through and then you cancel uh, it. I, and I can't remember anymore. Lots of money has been lost in start stops. Start stops. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> okay, so that's on Apple TV Plus. On Disney Plus, um, a sequel to a movie that came out 15 years ago. Loren, do you happen to remember a movie called Enchanted? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that was a fairy tale. It was about fairy these like fairy tale cartoon characters who end up transplanted to New York City, like to the real world. And it was amazing. Amy Adams was in it, Susan Sarandon, Patrick Dempsey, James Marsden. Um, and it was great. I loved it. So now we've got a sequel called Disenchanted, mm. where she's unhappy with her life and, and magically turns her town into a fairy tale place, but then she starts to turn wicked. So that looks fun. On uh, Netflix, Jason Momoa stars in a movie called Slumberland about a little girl who finds her way into the dream world and she goes on adventures with him. It looks really neat. And it's kind of cool to see big, you know, burly Jason Momoa. Mm. Uh, doing a family movie, but uh, it's getting kind of ho-hum reviews. So that's on Netflix. So those are the ones at home. But if you want to go see a movie on the big screen, there's a, I never even heard of this movie. It's called The Menu. It stars Ray Fiennes, Anya Taylor-Joy, and it's uh, it's like a dark comedy mystery, and it's getting sensational reviews. So that might be worth checking out. And uh, does it take place in a Chi-Chi's uh, restaurant by any chance? <laughs> it takes place in a, at a, at a, on a coastal island at an exclusive restaurant. <laughs> it could be Chi-Chi's. I don't know. Exclusive, <laughs> yeah, at this chain exclusive. Easy, restaurant. McNabb. Easy <laughs> on the shade. I'll you know, just quickly tell you. There's another one called She Said. It's about the journalist who exposed Harvey Weinstein's sex crimes. Oh, it looks, that looks good. Really powerful. And there's a new Pinocchio movie from Guillermo del Toro. It's only out for a week, and then it starts streaming on Netflix on December 9th. It's a stop motion animated movie. Check out the trailer. It looks awesome, and it's getting great reviews. So lots to lots to choose from this weekend. Heads up, Couch Potatoes podcast is available now at cjob.com. <laughs> It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Grey Cup weekend. Greg is in Regina. And we're going to head back there in just a moment. But a reminder, today is an important day on 680 CJOB. The 2022 Radiothon of Hope and Healing for St. Boniface Hospital Foundation presented by Vicar Automotive Group. And you can donate at BeALifeline.ca or by phone at 204-237-7647. We are roughly two days, seven hours, 53 minutes from kickoff of the 109th Grey Cup in Regina, Saskatchewan. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are attempting to do something not accomplished in the Canadian Football League in 42 years, and that is to win three championships in a row. I feel as though the gentleman sitting across from me doesn't want to hear any of this, but yeah. for the listeners, we got to tell you, Edmonton had their third of five straight Grey Cup wins in 1980, and of course, the Blue Bombers won four cups in five years in 1958, 1959, 61, and 62. It's impressive company the Winnipeg Football Club intends to join. Wade Miller is the president and CEO of the Winnipeg Football Club, and Wade, quite the night for the Blue Bombers at the CFL, CFL Awards last night. Congratulations. Four nominees, four wins. I see it as an endorsement of what's been built in Winnipeg, in your organization. How do you feel about it? Oh, it's great for those players and, and great for the players, great for the coach. And, uh, you know, none of it matters unless you uh, win on Sunday and, and they would feel the same way. And, um, you know, you hear each one of those players talk about uh, – you know, it's about the team and about each one of their teammates, and, and that's what it is. Uh, Football is a team sport, not an individual sport. So as great as last night was, it's, uh, you know, focused on Sunday and focused on winning. And um, But it's great for the CFL that entire awards uh, night and, um, you know, just to hear the stories that CFL players have. And, you know, the, each one of them has a journey that it took to get on that stage. And uh, so I enjoyed that night you know, just to hear those stories, uh, but it's a team game. So time to win on Sunday. It's a team game, but also a family game, Wade. And, you know, earlier this week, we had Brady Oliveira on with Breakfast with the Bombers segment on Tuesday, just talking about, you know, his family also making the trip to Regina. And I'm, I'm curious how many players have that kind of support in the city for this weekend and just your thoughts on how critical it is to, to have them there, not just this week, but in all the weeks, because there's lots of ups and downs in sport as there is with many things in life. Yeah. Everybody's uh, families, uh, you know, parents, uh, partners, uh, you know, that support network uh, that each player has is so crucial to their success on the field uh, throughout the entire year, as you said, and you know, it's a, um, you know, so, so important. And, and you're right. 
Uh, it's a long season, uh, a lot of emotions up and down. Um, so it, it's it's really critical for each one of those guys uh, to have that support network. And the, there'll be about uh, 150, 150, 170 uh, family members and friends, but mostly family traveling from all over North America coming up. Uh, some have arrived yesterday, most arrived today. Uh, so it's, uh, a le- you know, really tough to uh, make all that happen, uh, especially when they're flying into Regina, not the easiest city to get to. Um, I, I actually thought I was pretty uh, nice there about the city of Regina. So, Because uh, no one wants to get there, so why make it easy to get there, Wade, right? Yeah, you know, that's, uh, yeah, I didn't say that. You did. That's I think right. you should be nicer. <laughs> I get that a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's great actually being so close because we were able to, uh, you know, drive up a bunch of our vehicles too and have them here uh, just from a logistics perspective for our team, and uh, which has been great. And, um, you know, we look forward to an unbelievable weekend. And when you talk about support as well, we're, we understand that Saskatchewan Rough Riders fans are going to be supporting the Argonauts just out of spite for the Bombers. Well, I don't know who told you that, but uh, I've seen the last two Grey Cups, and uh, you know we, we went to Hamilton to play, and that was a home game, but there was enough Bomber fans there to make it loud, so I'm not too worried about that on Sunday. And uh, there'll be a lot of Blue Bomber fans in that stand, and... Uh, and I think you'll see those uh, Rough Rider fans, uh, after they get over the fact their team's not in it, they'll be cheering for uh, the blue and gold. I've been lobbying one individual in particular, the manager of the Taco Time over by my <laughs> hotel. She says she's making she's making homemade Argo t-shirts and signs for her friends. And she insists that people are going to be cheering for for uh, Toronto because they hate Winnipeg so much. But, you but know, I heard if you went in there 15 more times, she'll... Uh, cheer for the bombers <laughs> so you only have like three to go i think in like four days it's been amazing there it is <laughs> the things i do for my love of winnipeg and my love of the blue bombers wade yeah, and you can take I it for the there. team we appreciate that thank I, you uh, anytime i can uh before we let you run here just to talk about the the show that's been put on here in regina i know it's hard to say nice things oh, i did I an see. interview last night that said you know have a good time in regina feels like an oxymoron but listen, they have rolled out the green carpet oh, for here. Sure. For sure. They, you know, as much as you joke, uh, this is a great city for hosting a great cup. And, you know, the whole city's in on it. Just a great festival they have going on. You still have the ability to get out here for the game. There's tickets available. Hotel rooms are freeing up. Like, you can find a hotel. They are? Room. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, if you make some phone calls, I think you're going to find some hotels. Um, and, you know, so, you you know, it's, it's a real special uh, city. Uh, for a great cup and, and they get behind it and it's you know enjoy if you're in the city or coming make sure you enjoy the great cup festival because they've done a great job uh, touchdown manitoba starts today at noon bomber house is in their uh, event center all weekend um, and it's going to be a great uh, weekend and fun for cfl fans in regina all right i'm going to ramp it up a little bit and uh, i'll keep going back to that taco time and until amy puts on a blue bomber t-shirt i promise all right Okay, thanks Thank for you. everything this week, Wade. Thanks. Good luck on Sunday, and uh, we'll hope to see you back in Winnipeg with that third Grey Cup. Thank you. Wade Miller, president and CEO of the Winnipeg Football Club. Greg, probably not a good thing that, that you know no. the Taco Time person by name already. <laughs> How many times have you been? What? Uh, just twice. <laughs> Is there Still like a breakfast Wade. taco or He's something? trying to get I'm me missing? in trouble. No. Look, Derek Taylor is obsessed with taco time. Okay. And so we went in there when we first arrived, and uh, I had my Blue Bomber hoodie on, (laughs) and Amy looks at me. She goes, oh, God, are you from Winnipeg? (laughs) You guys are here already? (laughs) Die hard, Rough Riders fan. We had a great great back and forth. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Grey Cup weekend. Greg is in Regina. And Nick from DQ, Dairy Queen, is on his way. Says, sitting in my driveway, about to depart on my journey out west to Regina. Going to hit up the Touchdown Manitoba party this afternoon. Very much looking forward to running into Bomber fans. My wife's whole side of the family 
is from Saskatchewan and the Regina area. And as strong as our rivalry is between us and the Riders, most of them greatly respect the Bombers and will be cheering for the Blue. Definitely will not be booing the Blue. Go Blue. Nick, thank you for that feedback. Have a safe trip out to Regina. And uh, I love it. The family rivalry. We had the mayor on, Scott Gillingham at 7, talking about uh, one of our listeners said, hey, did you know his wife is a Riders fan? And so he said, yes, she's from Saskatchewan, but she mostly cheers for the Bombers. He, I think his words were it makes for some polite tension in the house sometimes or, you know, uh, uh, normalized tension, but I like the rivalry in the home. That could be fun. Well, here, I'll, you know what? I've got that clip cute. I'll just play it right now. Is this accurate? Is your wife <laughs> a Saskatchewan Rough Rider fan? <laughs> oh, now you're getting me in trouble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what matters is this Sunday, she is a Bomber fan. No, Mar- Mar- Marla's from Saskatoon, and, and we have a... It's a healthy tension within the marriage, Brett. Um, there you go. But, uh, but she'll 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 always cheer for the bombers. Uh, to be honest, except uh, she you know on on Labor Day and a banjo bowl, her her she struggles with her loyalties. But nonetheless, she she's she's, uh, she's from Saskatchewan and proud of it. One more, There's one more. Thing I, here. I think this should have been a little bit more prominent of a campaign issue. Myself, we we kept that quiet during the campaign for good reason. <laughs> oh Solid yes. Move. Would have tanked, derailed the camp. Greg would have gone out on like one of those buses, Brett. You know, with the megaphone outside, like yeah. where he's driving down the street with the radio, being like, "FYI, <laughs> torn loyalty." I didn't. Yeah, I didn't campaign or endorse anybody in that campaign, but uh, that would have that would have been a game changer for sure. No, I understand. The things you learn. <laughs> and now I understand as it pertains to uh, Regina and Saskatchewan, Mr. Mackling, you've unearthed some sort of tourism song or something. Listen, this is not a tourism so- song. This is the greatest song ever written of all time by anyone, anywhere. Jeff Forche? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> if this doesn't get your blood pumping and your engine primed, for three days of serious fun in Saskatchewan's capital, I don't know what will. <laughs> like, don't you just want to just jump in the car and drive here now? <laughs> that is a parody song, is it not? It has to be. <laughs> it's not. Come it is. On. There's no way. That sounds like it's um like some tourism Adam Regina. Look it up. Look it up. Listen, they they they, they did this uh, purposefully, if you can believe that. Oh my gosh, I it's forgot. Catchy. About- <laughs> It is catchy. It is catchy, but it, yeah, it sounds like Once some sort of Once it gets into meme. your head. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Once it gets into your head. All right. But that, that, I forgot about that song, Mackling. Thanks for uh, reminding us. So, yes, a lot, we're having lots of fun. It's an exciting time. Our team is going for the Grey Cup once more. But also today, very important day on 680 CJOB, the St. Boniface Hospital Foundation Radiothon of Hope and Healing, presented by Vicar Automotive Group. It's officially on from 9 until 6, and after 9, we're going to start uh, introducing you to some wonderful people, and we're going to hear some inspiring stories. And if you want to make a donation, be a lifeline.ca or by phone, 204-237-7647. Once again, presented by the Vicar Automotive Group. And, of course, on our text line, you're you're free to weigh in on whatever you want at 204-780-6868. And... As usual, when we, whenever we say time change, Loren, we get all kinds of great feedback. Yeah, and listeners like to weigh in on what the time change preference would be because clearly, based on you know the latest announcement from the Manitoba government on the fact that they will move towards DST should the states move towards daylight saving time, that it's going to happen likely at some point if this is where the U.S. takes it. We kind of the idea was that everybody should do it, so that's better for trade, better for understanding, better for understanding time zones. But most of the sleep experts, for for the most part, will say that DST is the wrong one to choose if we're going to choose a time. And I think that fascinates most people because it comes down to what would you like in the morning in terms of that darkness or light and what do you want later in the day greg and so they talk about safety they talk about a whole host of things in the states you know the idea was that um 
that the Sunshine Act that they're proposing there would make it better for people for their health. It would reduce traffic accidents. They even suggest it would reduce workplace injuries and medical errors and all sorts of things. But what's better for our sleep? And I think, was it you who said most people would pick the DST? I think so, based on lifestyle and what you want to do and how you take advantage of that extra daylight in the evening with regard to kids' sports, with your own recreation, being up at the lake, and then just thinking, like, staying on standard time. You want the sun to start coming up at 3.30? Like, 4.30 is already sort of ridiculous with regards to the the heart of the summer and and right around the uh, solstice for things to be... uh, did I get that right? Anyway, the first day of summer, <laughs> whatever they call that. Yeah, that's it. You know, that is? Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure. So uh, for all the time we, we spend ribbing uh, Saskatchewan, or I do, you know, they've got it right in this province on a lot of things, including they don't change the clocks here. And I can't tell you if they're on standard or... Well, they're on the same zone as us right now. Saving time. They're on, they're on they're central on the same standard time. time. As us now. Yeah, so they're, they've What's chosen that? central. No, well, right they're, now, they're central the, standard time year round. Yes, right. So that's what the experts are saying we should go to. See, now you have to agree with Saskatchewan, Greg. Because well, they have the same clocks as Alberta in the summertime, though. That's because they're on mountain time, though. They're on a different time zone. Well, that's because they change. They change. The, the everybody else changes. Saskatchewan just stays the same. Saskatchewan.ca, government website. By remaining on CST all year, Saskatchewan is one uniform time year-round. It observes Central Standard Time. (laughs) My mic dropping. Um, but yeah, we had uh, one listener say definitely prefer the extra light in the evening. Driving to work in the dark is fine. Driving home from work in the dark is a bummer. I, I, I really, there's, it's kind of a no-win situation. I think yeah, if, if you I go, agree. if you if you stay in daylight year-round, then you're going to have uh, that. You're going to have the dark in the winter, the extra dark in the morning. And if you go to standard year-round, then like Greg pointed out, you're going to have the the early sunrise, which benefits almost nobody, and then you're going to have the earlier sunset, which will, as you pointed out, Greg, it'll it'll take away a lot of that extra enjoyment that we get out of our evenings in the summer. I mean, you can still get outside and enjoy it, of course. I love the the, nice night walk, but uh, yeah, the the kid sports thing, that's a great point uh, because it's starts to turn pretty quick in august like ooh, you're, we're it chasing does. daylight and it, that's right we barely have enough money to cut the grass never mind putting in lights at all these kids sports fields so that they can get their sports in mm. and i'm exaggerating a little bit to make a point is that i think we're really accustomed to that lifestyle thing in in the summer and in the winter time yeah it's all it already stinks right so if it has to stink a little bit more in terms of of it being darker later, then I think that's a trade-off most people are prepared to make. But if the if the experts insist that it be be stuck on standard time, I for one put up my hand said if that's if that's the one you're gonna stick on, then then don't do it. I'd rather change the clocks than be stuck on standard time for the reasons I've outlined above. And now I'm drop, dropping my mic, McNabb. <laughs> do it. I want to hear it. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. St. Boniface Hospital Foundation, Radiothon of Hope and Healing, presented by Vicar Automotive Group. Once again, thanks to our hourly sponsors, Wyatt Dowling, Western Financial, as well as SI Alarms. And many thanks to our Brighten Their Day partners, A&W Marion, for showing the love for St. Boniface Hospital's frontline staff. And you can donate at 204-237-7647 or online at BeALifeline.ca. We do have Winnipeg Jets tickets to give away for Monday. We are asking you at 204-780-6868 about, like, what do you think of watch parties? What, what do you like to watch? Where do, you, where do you like to go? But before we get to a couple of those, Loren, we, uh, we had, because Greg was talking about how he, when he went to Taco Time, in Regina, they said, "Ugh, are you from Winnipeg? Or you're already here?" But uh, we had a listener with another interesting experience in Regina. Yeah, they were staying at a hotel on Monday in Regina. My bar- brother and I had paid the bill, and I went to hand in my keys. They were decorating for the Great Cup at the front desk, and so I said, "Go Bombers, go!" They asked, "Why would you say that?" I said, "Because I'm from Winnipeg." And the young gentleman who was decorating just walked away. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like the disdain. 
I enjoy that well, shtick. I do too. Last night at Ryderville, they've got this gigantic store where you can buy all this gray cup gear. It's got to be, it's got to be fifteen hundred square feet. There is not a single piece of Winnipeg Blue Bombers merchandise in that store, <laughs> but they have an entire rack of Toronto Argonaut stuff. Oh wow! Uh huh. Oh, oh, dirty play! Dirty play. <laughs> like who you know like just as an aside in life whoever says i want to cheer for the boatman like the boat people isn't that what the argos are the boatman the boat yeah that's a dumb nickname yes the thank boatman. you that's all i was trying to get at yeah no oh, that's i whenever i, I remember i, I, I said have that, a boat i said that a couple of times in <laughs> sports cast and and i and while i was saying it i thought god that sounds that just sounds stupid that's uh, go ahead brett no i'm i was done no they're, like keep the rant going their their uh, their mascot is named Jason. <laughs> Jason and the Argonauts. Okay, that, that is can... this for real? That's what they came this up with. This is for real. No, I'm not. I'm not clever enough to make that up. If I named them, I don't know what even know what I would have come up with. I think that's kind of clever. But I feel we've not been hammering on Toronto enough over the last several days, and maybe that's right. my fault. Let's do it. All right, Toronto sucks. <laughs> yeah, we've been spending more time talking on Saskatchewan. I know, I mean, and they're not even in the darn game. Forget yeah. it. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great point. Listen, I lived in Toronto. They can they can warm up a decent fan base of life dependent on that. You have to give the riders credit for what they can do, and even more so how great our fan base is. So you're right. Jason and the Boatman, which sounds like a mini-pop band, can just stuff it. <laughs> <laughs> Although the, the only championship they won for, win from time to time is the Grey Cup, the oh. Stanley Cup. The last time they they won the Stanley Cup in Toronto was in black and white. <laughs> that's fair. That, although they, they, look, they did win the World Series, and the Raptors won in the NBA. Yeah, that's true. That's okay, a long time enough. ago. Well, not as long. Yeah. Ago. Yeah, right and now. you know what? Toronto FC or whatever their soccer team is named, they won the championship too. Okay, fact check. No, okay, Toronto, except for their hockey team, uh, wins a fair amount apparently. Okay, Monday, San Lucia <laughs> Pizza. What am I talking about? We have to give away Winnipeg Jets tickets for Monday's game. Carolina Hurricanes in town, and we're giving them to George. We're asking about watch parties and just the sheer amount of food. That's why I have Santa Lucia on the brain, because George says Santa Lucia Pizza, homemade chicken wings with bullseye, barbecue sauce mixed with brown sugar, makes for the tastiest chicken wings, chips and dip, Pepsi, Coke Zero, cold beer, add in family, friends, and a big screen TV makes for the best sporting events and the best times with lots of memories. We also do the same for every WWE wrestling pay-per-view, memories forever. George, thank you for sharing that. The sheer amount of food had me alone on that. So you're going to the Jets on Monday. And you can also go to BeALifeline.ca or by phone, 204-237-7647. Once again, presented by Vicar Automotive Group and as well as our hourly sponsors, Western Financial, Wyatt Dowling and SI Alarms, Mr. Greg. Our next guest serves on the St. Boniface Hospital Foundation board. He's also a grateful patient. Let's welcome Ab Frag. Good morning, Ab. Good morning. Good morning. Thank How- you very much. Well, thank you very much for joining us, and I suspect you've got a little bit of a story to share with us. Let's let's learn about why you are, in fact, a grateful patient. I'm, I'm terribly uh, grateful patient of the of the hospital because uh, my life was saved um, uh, about um, 15 years ago or so. I had a cardiac arrest outside the hospital while I was driving. And was rushed in the hospital and was given about maybe four percent chance of survival. And but the great hospital uh, staff, doctors and nurses and surgeons, and uh, worked very hard to um, to bring me back to life. And uh, so I've been so grateful. And uh, we have uh, have nothing but admiration of the hospital. I should also add uh, to the listeners and others. I actually was almost not just a patient of the hospital, I was a resident of the hospital because I was there for two months. And you think after two months, maybe people will, be, uh, will have a lot of bad things to say. 
about the experience. Uh, however, uh, we were so grateful of what, uh, what everybody did for, for myself and for my family. And uh, we were, we, uh, I think you wanted to hear about maybe our, um, our, how grateful we were. We, we said, you know what? Nobody really thanks the, um, the hospital and the staff and uh, for what the, the hard work they do. Uh, so my wife and I and uh, friends arranged uh, a social. And the social were called Abs Got the Beat. And uh, we did um, fundraising uh, social where we invited all the people that were in charge of our care, uh, people that were able to come, uh, doctors and surgeons and nurses and staff, to come and to say thank them in public. And we raised about $15,000, and we handed this to the hospital to say thank you for that. And um, uh, 10 years later, uh, my wife also came up with the idea and said, maybe let's now 10 years later, you're still alive and still doing very well, so let's do abs, still got the beat. And we did another social, we used almost another $15,000 and gave it to, to the hospital. So this... Uh, the hospital has been a great uh, to myself, to my family, and um, we we need to continue to support the hospital. So we stay we stay here. We I wanted to add maybe a story here that we actually my wife and I uh, met. We were planning to go to London, Ontario, to have an operation uh, done uh, myself because I had um, a congenital heart defect, a rare congenital heart defect. However. Uh, after being recovered from coma and from the coma and everything, we sat down our, with our fantastic doctor, uh, surgeon, uh, Dr. Alan Menkes, and he sat down with us, and he drew on a very blank piece of paper a heart and showed where the, the issue is with my heart, and he said, you have a very rare uh, heart defect. However, the fix is very simple, and we can do it right here can do it right here so we don't we had plane tickets to go to london ontario for my wife and i and the kids uh, we have uh, two kids Layla and jack and we were going to go there and stay in our you know i stay in the hospital they stay in a, uh, in a hotel and so on and you can imagine the cost uh with the, the hassle of traveling there and being alone just us as a family where dr mancus convinces that we should stay here and get the operation done here it was done fantastic and I'm talking about 17 years later, I'm still alive and still mm-hmm. very, doing very well. I still play squash. I still run. still do everything I, uh, I used to do in the past. Ab, you know, I think it's one thing to be thankful for the doctors for, you know, in the operating room, the things they can do as surgeons, the things they can do when they look at the x-rays and all the different tests. But you talk about the fact that you've been in and out of that hospital and that one stay was two months what is it about the little things that can be done from the frontline workers, the staff, you know, the, the cafeteria that, that make that difference for someone like you? The, not just the big things, which is the life-saving part, but the little things, too. Uh, for me, as I said, as for, for me, it is um, I was so grateful, being treated extremely, extremely well by everybody, by everybody. And uh, I had actually built a relationship with, with the support staff, the people that come and clean the the hospital and sweep and, and so on. And because you were so uh, friendly and so attentive. And if you, you know, if the nurse is uh, busy, they cannot get you a glass of water because you can't get out of bed. Uh, you can just ask them to, to do that and they, and they do it. And they do it uh, uh, with love and care and uh, compassion, compassion. So I, uh, I have nothing but uh, great admiration of the hospital. As a matter of fact, I should also add and it's maybe you can maybe think it's weird for me. I actually, when I have an appointment at the hospital to go and do a test or go, I have a, I have a pacemaker, so I go there uh, every six months or so to get it checked. I look forward to being there. I, uh, I don't regret, uh, oh, going to the hospital. Uh, you know, no, it's a bad experience. Absolutely, the experience is fantastic. And I look forward to it because everybody treats you very, very well. Ab, you, the name of the event, the name of the social is Ab's Got the Beat. So I'm just yes. curious to know, to which song does Ab have the beat? <laughs> what gets you out on oh. the dance floor? Okay, well, I, uh, I'm not, uh, yes, uh, I can't remember which song, but it's a lot of, you, you would likely know, know more than it's me, more than me, but uh, 
we did app got the beat and we still we did app still still got the beat and we are thinking of doing the same thing again uh this uh, to support the hospital as you likely know and many people know that the hospital is embarking on on the hybrid OR um and so they're going to do a state of the art uh, OR uh, operating room uh, in the hospital and we are going to do another app got the beat and uh, social and will to support uh, support it as well so i would encourage the um the listeners encourage everybody to support the hospital we don't need to travel we don't need to go far away uh, to uh, to the states or anybody anywhere else to get treatment it's right here and we have everything it, it takes to to give us an excellent state of the art uh, world-class uh, service well, Ab, we thank you so much for joining us today to tell us about your experience, to tell us about these events that you've organized. And, uh, I mean, this is this is exactly the kind of thing that we need to hear today, and it's, a, it's such an important reminder on why today is important to support this wonderful organization, this wonderful uh, facility. So thank you for your time. We appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ab Frigg joining us live on 680 CJOB. He serves on the St. Boniface Hospital Foundation Board, and he is alive today because of the hospital. And as far as the Radiothon goes, the goal is $200,000. Loren, where are we at thus far? This just came in to our email box right now. The Radiothon total at this moment, 30 I'm going to double check this because this I couldn't believe this when I saw this. Yes, $36,484. We're at $36,484. Wow. Where do you want to go again, though, Brett? BeALifeline.ca is where you donate. You can phone 204-237-7647. This thing just officially started at 9 o'clock, and we're already at thirty-six grand. Way to go, Manitoba.